Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luggedal Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Ip Man 3, the 2015 Hong Kong biographical martial arts film directed by the same director as the second one, Wilson Yip. Produced by Raymond Wong, we're bringing back the same writer, Edmund Wong. He's also being joined by, uh, I think this is the new action choreograph uh, choreographer, Yin, Wing, Yin Wu Ping. And just like the other uh, reviews, I wanted to say, a lot of my pronunciation is going to be a little bit spotty, a little bit iffy, and uh, everything I'm saying and everything I'm doing, if I'm doing interpretations, if I'm doing... Uh, uh, voices or anything like that or anything it's all with respect and it's all uh it's it's only with uh the utmost respect for this series because i uh after watching the entire it man franchise even after just the first one you should have it but the entire it man franchise deserves that type of respect so i just want to say that you know with the third one we might get a little goofy might get a little funny might get a little crazy but i just gotta say that you know it man is uh absolutely up there in uh, the respectability category, if uh, if anyone's trying to second guess that, um, so Ip Man Three, believe it or not, is the third Ip Man in the Ip Man uh, film series, uh, based on the life of Wing Chun Grandmaster Ip Man. It features once again Donnie Yen reprising his title role. Um, Ip Man's pupil, Bruce Lee, is portrayed by Danny Chan, and Ip Man's fellow Wing Chun expert and rival, Chin Young Chen Chi, sorry, Ten Chi, also known as Sim Nung, or, yeah, Nung, I think. I'm not sure if the N's pronounced in Chinese, so I'm kind of a little bit, uh, I'm still a little bit in the dark about some of that. <clears throat> sorry about that. Once again, I'm going to get some of this wrong. Uh, so bear with me or just throw it in the comment section if uh, I'm, I'm getting any of that uh, pronunciation wrong or anyth anything else wrong. You know, help me, help me there. Um, but Sam Nung is portrayed by Zhang Jin. The film also features Mike Tyson. Um, principal photography commenced in March 2015 and ended in June of that year. The film was released in Hong Kong December 16th, 2015. And it officially was released in Hong Kong, Singapore, um, Malaysia, the 24th, uh, Christmas Eve of the same year, 2015. It opened in Taiwan the 31st of the same year, New Zealand, United Kingdom, uh, the following year in January, um, and eventually Australia as well. So I think what we can tell is Ip Man as... Uh, franchise and as an as an it uh, as an ip as an ip as a as a property has become so much more worldly renowned or worldly known since the first one um and so i i really am fascinated to see how um this franchise has really expanded its opinions and uh and its scope of the world I, I really enjoy being able to see uh the the life of uh it man 
progress, even though I feel like at the end of the first movie, we see, you know, in in an essence, this is what his life is going to turn out. But at least in the third and fourth movies, we are able to actually, um, you know, be in his uh, be with him and understand him, his struggles. So with saying that. This movie does feel like it suffers from a little bit of a balancing issue. The first movie, uh, just like many introductions to great franchises, is the introduction to a strong world and an interesting character and what he has to overcome. The second one, um, It Man 2, is uh, very much leaning in that same realm of you know exploring who this person is. Um, and exploring the world of him trying to navigate um, living in that time, um, that time period. Specifically, uh, I believe it was when uh, Japan was invading around between the Ip Man 1 and Ip Man 2. Um, but as we progress into Ip Man 3, we go a little bit further into his, uh, the world of him trying to create his own um like dojo his own life live his own life kind of progress in that sense um with saying that this movie does feel like it's a little bit uneven and unbalanced um when it comes to um the first hour versus the second hour of this movie i feel like the first hour the problems presented in this first hour aren't exactly resolved in this second hour it feels like um kind of like slices of life, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. If this is how it actually went down, then I can understand um, being a little bit more about um, uh, understanding a little bit more about this uh, individual. He was having troubles uh, starting a business. He was having trouble becoming um, successful. Um, and then past that, he had to um, you know, endure becoming part of uh, another culture that he was un, not exactly, um, he, he did not grow up in, in a way. So with saying that, um, there's a lot of great action. There's so much, so much good in this kind of uneven movie that I can't really give it a bad review in saying that. So the first two movies in my head were theoretical eights out of 10. This one's more of a seven out of 10, mostly because of the unevenness throughout it. But with, con uh, with saying that, continuing on, um, uh, this, this movie was uh, released in the United States the 22nd of 2016 and released in mainland Ch uh, China, um, 2016, March 4th. The film received positive reviews in eight Hong Kong film nominations, including Best Film and Best Director, um, and one in the Best Editing category. This is also the same editor, I believe. Um, Cheung Kafai, I think that's the same editor. Yeah, it's the same editor as the second one as well. Um, so it won Best Editing category. It also uh, won Best Action Choreography. Best Director and Best Picture at the 2016 Shanghai International Film Festival. So, with all these awards that this uh, this movie has won, um, I gotta say it it does have great direction. I don't know if I give it Best Picture because I didn't obviously see everything else that was 
presented during that time. But uh, if I had to say uh, if it won best action choreography, I wouldn't blink an eye, blink an eye at that. I mean, there's the the thing about the Ip Man series is that it can become um, repetitive in having many of the same types of fights um, throughout the series. And I always feel like they are able to diversify the types of fights, even when it comes down to whether if, if it's just hand-to-hand -hand combat or if it comes down to the environment that they're in or if it comes down to... Um, um, like the weapons they're using or something like that or the or the style of martial arts versus the style of fighting like I mean at the end of Ip Man 2 um, they do have uh, you know the western boxing versus uh, Chinese Wing Chun so you know with you know with all of that comes uh, a, a very diverse plate of uh, fighting that you get to watch and it's generally shot very amazingly um we also have the same uh music kenji kawaii and um yeah budget of the third movie versus the second one the second one had 12 million dollar budget made back 49 million dollars the third movie i think the third one was the one that had one of the widest releases as well um because Ip Man 2 was last released by um, Mandarin Films, and I don't think that they released anything after that. So the next film, Ip Man 3, was distributed by Pegasus Motion Pictures. And I guess that they're, they, uh, they did some signing, I guess. I assume that's the company that's responsible for getting it over um, overseas and um, into other territories as well. So this movie, uh, the third Ip Man, is 105 minutes. I want to say that is about an hour and 45 minutes. It's just a little bit shorter than Ip Man 2, but nothing that I could really tell at that point. Um, and uh, like I said, the budget, uh, they doubled the budget from the Ip Man 2 to Ip Man 3. So they went from 12 million from Ip Man 2. Ip Man 3 made uh, sorry, was on a, made on a budget of $36 million. And I do feel like you can tell the cinematography in this third movie is some of the best. I think the colors are the most rich in this. Cinematography by Kenny C. Um, so with a budget of $36 million, they brought back $157 million in the box office. So I think at that point, they're like, holy I think we're going to have to do another Ip Man after that. And I actually found when I was looking at the Ip Man... Um, trailer they were advertising the third one as the finale which is kind of um, it's not exactly what happened as we know now there's a fourth one that's with Donnie Yen that's the finale but there's also a spin-off uh, from this movie featuring some of the same um, people behind the scenes I'm not exactly sure about how many people it's the same writers uh, Edmund Wong but um, he's also joined by the same um same guy that's in here uh tin uh jin zhang so 
Yeah, uh, it sounded like the It Man 3 was the one that they were like, I don't know if we're going to have one after this, but obviously they did. Because some of the trailers, they said, this is the finale. It's like, and the finale before the finale, maybe. <laughs> because there happened to be a fourth one. So anyways, um, this is where we are going to drop off a chunk of the viewers. I want to say thank you for watching, listening, Look at All Podcasts. Let me know how I can improve the podcast. Uh Right before we sign off, I do want to give a quick uh, shout out to everyone that's been watching the It Man reviews. Thank you for watching, listening, Luck It Out podcast. If you want to support the podcast, what would help the most right now is five stars on iTunes. Uh, hit the bell and subscribe on YouTube and check us out on Twitch. We are live right now. Um, you can ask all the questions, your little heart desires while we're live on there. And so, um, yeah, um, on top of all of that, I got to say... It was a really, uh, really solid entry into the franchise. Like I said, some of the dramatic beats in the second act are uh, what kind of elevate it to a different level for me and kind of show a different side of It Man. Um, I will give the pros and cons real quick about this movie, just uh, so that I can, un so you can kind of understand uh, specifically where I'm at. So I enjoy the story. Obviously the action's amazing. I love the wide shots they have in here. Um, uh, I, this movie feels the most like a dance. I found out that Donnie Yen was actually in, uh, uh, like a dance movie or something like that. And I got to really check out, see more of Donnie Yen's work after this. But, um, Apparently, he was in a breakdancing break movie in the 90s of some sort. I'm not 100% sure. and But anyways, uh, he was in a breakdancing movie. And this movie felt like the most, like when they were fighting, it felt like they were, you know, in a dance as well and stuff like that. Um, so the cinematography has the most rich colors from uh, in comparison to the other two. So these are the things I really enjoy about this movie. The thing I didn't like, like I said earlier, was the pacing and the kind of mismatch of the story. I do say I like the story in this. It's more of a pro than a con. But I will say it is also uneven in the con side as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's hop into the plot for Ip Man 3. Also, be sure to check out the Patreon for the full review. Patreon.com slash Podcast. You can also go to luckatallpodcast.com for the entire library and Patreon, um, social media links, all of that good stuff. Luckatallpodcast.com. Here is the plot to It Man 3. I'm trying to think if there's anything that we're forgetting before we hop into it. Um... Um, like I said, I, I don't think really think we have to talk about the casting or anything. Um, more essentially a uh, majority of the same cast, that type of thing. Um, so let's see. Okay. get a little bit of drink before we get a little stall. Mm. Mm. 
trying to I'm trying to build the energy. Building the energy. Ah, 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 ah. You know what? Actually, the more I think about it, the thing about it, man, in comparison to like the Bruce Lee character in the movies and Bruce Lee in real life, um, it man seems to at least Donnie Yen's take on him is that one he's not nearly as loud and he's not nearly as you know ha 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 about it he's way more calm and subdued with his type of attacks and stuff like that so um just wanted to kind of point that out i i i wanted to see i, I the more i get into this franchise the more i want to learn about like uh interesting uh, figures of pop culture, especially martial arts, just like Bruce Lee. I want to see how his development became to who he is, because based on some of these uh, scenes that we have with him here, he seemed to have always kind of been a not a uh, not a. He always seemed to be kind of a guy that would want to stand out, and it man. Did not seem like that kind of guy. So, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go a little bit uh, further into the series. Uh, excuse me, I need to uh, burp and have more seltzer at the same time. I figured, you know, a little bit of seltzer would kind of cleanse the palate and allow us to continue on. I bet y'all are like, God dang, can y'all just start the fucking plot? <laughs> Alright, so, in 19... 1959, Ip Man settles into his low profile in Hong Kong. His elder son, Ip Chun, has returned to Foshan to study, leaving Ip with his younger son, Ip Ching, and his uh, wife, Ching Wing Sing. In Hong Kong, sorry, uh, they left with his wife in Hong Kong. Bruce Lee visits Ip and asks to become one of his students. After Lee demonstrates his speed, Ip neither accepts nor rejects him, but insinuates for him to leave by opening the door. I'm not 100% sure at this point, but I'm pretty sure that they were, that behind the scenes, uh, there was kind of a struggle of trying to get. Uh, the rights for Bruce Lee from his family. I'm not sure if they just allowed him to have a couple of scenes and they said, this is what you get and that's all you're going to get. Um, or what? I'm not really sure what the negotiations were because it feels like they want to have Bruce Lee be a part of this franchise, but there's also kind of like this arm length distance from him. It's like, uh, it's like you can look, but don't touch that kind of thing. And I, I understand from like a, a, from a family standpoint, why you wouldn't want uh, a bad representation or a negative representation of uh, your your family to be represented like that, and then that's how people start to assume that he was. Um, not that this is a bad representation of him; it's just the concern that it might be. I mean, think of kind of like what the Tarantino stuff is going on right now. Um, it, it it's a sticky situation. So. Um, after Ip Ching gets in a fight with his schoolmate, Chung Fong, their teacher, Miss Wong asks the parents to come to school, though only the Ips arrive. As an apology, the Ip family invite Fong to their home for dinner. At Ip's house, 
Fong displays rudimentary, impressive Wing Chun skills. When asked who his mentor is, Fong says that it is his father, Chiang Tin Chi, um, who shows up to collect his son shortly after. Chiang Tin Chi is eventually going to have a spin-off film uh, starring uh, Jin Zhang, and I believe he is uh, a martial artist in his own sense, uh, in his own right. I don't think I... Okay, so he is a wushu expert and former champion. That's what I'm seeing. Um, but other than that, I don't really have too much um, background on him. I gotta say, he's a badass fighter, and I really like him in this movie. I've watched Master Z with his spinoff in it. And I am not hot on it. I'm not hot on this character in that. And it's not really so much his fault. I really just feel like it's mostly the writing in that movie. But I'll, um, I think I'm going to do a review of uh, Master Z with um, this actor in it as well, Jin Zhang. So, um, yeah, let me know what you thought about the Master Z movie as well. Just throw it in the comments. If y'all want to see the review, uh, you know, let me know as well. Also, all reviews are going to be posted in the Patreon section, uh, Patreon early. Uh, and on the website. So, um, Ching Tin Chi, who shows up to collect his son shortly after, although, although Tin Chi interacts cordially with Ip, he secretly envies and seeks to surpass him. Tin Chi participates in underground fights uh, organized by Ma King Sang, a local triad leaguer, leader who works for Frank. Frank is played by Mike Tyson. I'm going to get a little bit of Frank. I'm going to get a little drink because I heard the name Frank. What you going to think? Uh, an American, uh, so Frank, he is an American property developer and highly proficient, uh, proficient boxer. I think this was around the time that uh, Mike Tyson was kind of coming back a little bit as a um, as an actor on the big screen. Mostly, I want to say because of The Hangover, um, but don't take my word for it. I th I th the Hangover was in '09, I believe. So this was just only a few years later. Um, so let me see. Frank orders Ma to acquire the land occupied by the school where Ip Ching and and Cheung Fong. Uh, study. When Ip goes to collect his son from school, he witnesses Ma and his men forced, so Ma and his men beating the school principal after he refuses to sell. Ip interferes and restrains Ma, but is forced to release him. Ip seeks help from his close friend, Fat Poe, a local police sergeant, and why is this guy's name Fat Poe because he's a heavy set guy, or is his name literally Fat Poe? I gotta, I, I, I'm just curious because sometimes they're calling him Fatso, sometimes they're calling him Fat. It's like, is this like calling someone like Fat Frankie or something like that? Is it like a name that kind of thing? So Poe agrees to help, but says that he lacks the manpower and influence to protect the school every day. Um, it then decides to guard the school alongside his students. So I got to say this first half of this movie, he's trying to protect the school and 
these uh, uh, these underground fights and every you know these these men that Frank is sending over. Um, they want the school um, grounds, I guess. They, they want they want to acquire the land where the school is, and so by doing that, it's like it, it's almost kind of like a save the school, save the rec center kind of thing. But it's uh, but we got it man in there ready to give him a whoosh, straight to the neck. So um, that night, Ma's men set uh, fire to the school and attempt to kidnap the principal. I mean, this was some really intense sheet at this point. I was like, holy Santa Claus. I, 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 y'all didn't have to do all that now. Um, Tim Chi happens to be passing by and helps fight off Ma's thug. So this is where we're kind of given the false impression. In my opinion, this is the first time that we see other than him showing up kind of late as being a not so great father is what we kind of are seeing, or maybe just like a, a struggling father at that point. But when he shows up here and starts to fight off the Ma's thugs, comes off as a good guy. Uh, excuse me. Um, Tin Chi's skills impress Ip, and uh, he thanks Tin Chi for his help. Um, and I gotta say, the fighting here is very impressive. I love uh, any time Tin Chi comes up as like you know, comes up and starts giving him a nice whoosh, right on the neck. Um, so yeah, let me see what we got. Uh, Tin Tin Gosan, uh, local martial arts master and Ma's former mentor, is enraged by uh, Ma's unscrupulous acts and confronts Ma at a Hong Kong shipyard humiliating him in front of his men. Uh, Ma wanted to retaliate with a hidden knife, but Ip stops him. I gotta say, I love this, uh, I, I love this guy, uh, Tin Gosan. Isn't he, um, Master Law? Is he Master Law? Uh, anyways, I just remember Master Law in the second movie, like, always talking the maddest shit like when when they went to the round circle of guys at the beginning of the second movie and ips there master law i feel like is one of the guys there that is talking the most sack and he's like all right this you know it ain't got sack on this i mean he's the guy that is talking the most and gets his ass kicked almost immediately almost every time he's He's in a scene and having to talk sheet. He's he's the hothead in the room that's gonna get his ass kicked, but he does not care. And he goes hard. I gotta say, I gotta say for going like a hard as a master. And and all these masters are like older at this point, so it's just uh, it's interesting seeing you know some of these older guys still have that old man strength. Just a straight yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So um. So yeah, Ma is a former. Uh, I I want to say this is Master Law. I, I'm I'm gonna say uh, Ten Gosan is Master Law. I could be wrong, uh, but if it if I'm not, Ten Gosan trained Ma, and so he is like humiliated by Ma's actions at the Hong Kong shipyard, humiliating him in front of his men. Ma wanted to retaliate with a hidden knife, uh, and he's like, but. Uh, it man hits the kibosh on it or hits the it man kibosh and uh poe arrives and keeps tensions from escalating further um this kind of uh yada yada is it but i mean it, it i mean it, it's about to like go go down 
Ma offers Tinchi a large sum of money to get revenge against uh, Gosan on on his behalf. Des uh, desperate for money and wanting to open his own martial arts school, Tinchi accepts the offer and attacks Gosan, hospitalizing him. And so this was the part. This is a very dark scene, um, expertly shot. Once again, this is one of the times that I got to say, like just like the shipyard. Just like, um, um, just like the previous fights, it has a very interesting set. Having a fight where all of these like umbrellas are everywhere, and having two masters, it's like, you know, like some craziness. Um, so having Ten Chi, this this master versus, uh, I, I want to say it's Master Law, um, is. It's intense. They could have even had a, a longer scene of them just like waiting for this guy to start attacking him, but they just go instantly in it. I mean, Master Law is like, "Hey, who's going on? What's going on over there?" He turns and fucking the uh, uh, Tenchi's like closing the th closing the thing, and he's got like this mask on. And Tenchi looks like a freaking badass in this movie, doing this like uh, with this mask on. But I gotta say, this is really fucked up. And at this point, I feel like Ten Chi is not redeemable, even though we know what happens at the end of this movie. This is my problem with this movie, is that I don't think what's happening in this first 30 minutes has anything to do with the middle half of this movie. It is so from, it feels almost from like two minds. And um, it, it, and what happens in this first hour feels like it's almost wrapped up all in that first hour with the exception of Ten Chi, which is just like this string that's coming uh, that's coming from the first hour to the second hour that is the only plot thread that is kind of keeping everyone together, in my opinion. Like, I felt like it was kind of... This movie starts off like a struggle uh, for, for it to, like, have money have you know uh to have success and then it turns into him ha to having to like save the school kind of thing and then it turns into him having to grieve and uh, almost go into the loss of his um of his wife so, um, yeah, it gets it gets fucking deep. I was like, I was not ready for all this. I thought it was going to be martial arts the whole time, but my guess is that because we're still basing this very loosely in in real life, I think that must have been what happened. That uh, Ip's wife also got cancer. So, uh, Ma offers Tenchi a yeah. Okay, so. Tenchi attacks uh, Gosan and hop hospitalizes him. See, he could have killed Gosan, Gosan, and that would have made him completely irredeemable. But I still, like I said, just hospitalizing him. Right? I think he like breaks his arm. He's like, you know, something of that nature. Um, still very hard to watch. Um, you know, because this young guy is clearly outmatching this older older man. It's just, uh, uh, it, it's a little bit hard to watch in that sense. Uh, okay. It perceives a call from uh, the hospital and visits Gosan upon learning that Gosan did not call him. Um, and there's this like whole big shit. Oh, fuck. This is a setup. Um, 
Ip realizes it was set up by Ma to lure him away from school, where Ma's gang have abducted some of the students. Ip's, Ip arrives alone at Ma's shipyard. Dude, you do not want to freaking kidnap... You. This guy is an idiot. He literally kidnapped two of the biggest families' sons' badass fathers that are coming in to whoop some ass. I, 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 sorry, I, I think I just got hit in the head from how stupid that thing was. Oh, sorry. You've got to be so stupid to kidnap the sons of two of the biggest badasses in the series. I know that that's going to be the setup, but holy Santa Claus, if anybody ever did that, you've got to be just give yourself a fat neck right there and a Judy chop and just call the day because that is the dumbest thing and uh, you're you're just signing signing your death wish right there I, I was like this is dude luck of the draw right <laughs> oh goodness so um what do we got what do we got Ip arrives alone at Ma's shipyard where Ma holds Ip Ching at knife point and threatens to sell the children into slavery if the principal refuses to sell the school. Which, what the hell? That is some, uh, that's some intense bargaining right there. And, uh, it's weird that they're trying to bargain with Ip at that point. It's like, wouldn't you want to get, like, someone that's related to the principal at that? Or someone that's a little bit higher up that, like, Ip's son is just like a, just collateral it's alongside ten cheese as well um so i gotta say the young the young boy in this that plays ips um younger younger son uh does an excellent job i gotta say all the children actors throughout this uh franchise have done excellent jobs um you know I, there was never a time or a time that i was questioning what you know their motivations or emotions I, and uh, just like here he's having to put on some hell of emotion right there for a kid very impressive um let's see Tinchi is allowed to leave with fong due to being an associate but tells his son that they still have friends sorry fong due to being an associate but after his son tells him they still have friends, he returns and fights alongside Ip. And he clearly saw Ip and Ip's son in the cage at that point. Tenchi is not a character that makes good decisions because he wants to make good decisions. He makes decisions based off what he wants to do in that moment. And if something happens to come up that benefits him or if he's told to do something then he does something good which makes it feel like he's not self-motivated to be a good guy thus why do we care about him as much you know um there, there was problems with this character and i think this is actually kind of explaining with how i'm feeling as well because it's it's not he's not self-motivated to be a good guy and so even having a franchise after him even after watching that movie i still felt the same way uh, there was just something about him I couldn't figure out what was going on um, why I wasn't able to kind of connect um, so yeah um, so he after his son tells him they still have friends he returns and fights alongside Ip and I gotta say this is one of the best fights yeah 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 and um, one thing that my buddy Haytham and I were talking about is that um, I don't think Ip ever kills anybody 
I, he seriously injures people, but I don't think he ever kills anybody. I'm not sure about Jin Zhang. I can't remember if he does um, actually kills anybody, but I mean, pretty, pretty, pretty sure he doesn't actually, you know, do that much. No, it's, with regards to killing anybody, I don't think they kill anybody, but they still whoop some freaking ass. And I gotta say, uh, having the shipyard was an, a really fun place to to watch the fight. It's the wide shots. It's bright. I can see what's going on. My God, I'm watching Loki, and it feels like it's not bright. The fights are slow, and I'm just utterly bored during the fighting after watching you know these martial arts movies i feel like i'm being spoiled <laughs> oh my goodness so um so let me see uh ip and chung are able to hold their own until a troop of policemen led by poe arrives to arrest the gang i did feel a little bit of the predictability coming along the side i felt like ah, something's gonna come to break this up of some sort Frank dismisses Ma for his failures and sends a, a Thai boxer after Ip instead. Um, and this Thai boxer that goes after Ip causes one of the coolest elevator fights um, that I've ever seen. I, I it, Like I said, this is not my favorite movie of the four Ip Man franchises movies, but it has some of my favorite matches and some of my favorite uh choreographed uh, fights in it. it is so impressive so uh returning home it learns that wing sing has been diagnosed with cancer this is when it begins the pretty steep the decline of lin uh lin yong's chong wing sing which is his wife um i love her portrayal of uh Lin Jung, like I said, I do feel like it does feel a little bit outdated with the regards of have, giving her like a full backstory that isn't completely resolved around just the man, um, the men in her life, like giving her actual um, things to do besides, you know, just having health problems and stuff like that. Be between this movie, alongside everything that's going on, you are seeing her deterioration, unfortunately, and it's it's hard to watch and he's uh it man seems to be so focused on, you know, one side of his life that he's not seeing the other part that is actually more or less at at risk of losing sooner. Uh so uh on their way home from a medicine shop Ip and Wing Sing are attacked in an elevator by a Thai boxer, um, who Ip defeats before the elevator reaches the ground floor. Like I said, the editing in this is phenomenal. It's okay. So we see the slow entrance of this Thai boxer get in the elevator with uh, Ip and his wife, and you see him slowly taking off them nasty little flops of his, and Ip and his wife. His wife kind of like already knows what's up as well, which I really enjoy the the fact that it's almost like a two for one. Like she's part of the action in this. It's like the first time Ip, uh, it, maybe the second time, um, that Ip has to fight with somebody that is not fighting back. Like he not only has to protect himself, but he has to protect uh, you know someone else that is really close in a really really close in a. a a close pr proximity as well i was blown the fuck away like i was just like ah, 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 ah. 
sorry, and if you're watching live, you got to do a, a slow 360, but um, it was just like, I was not ready for all of that at all. And then having the guy get defeated before the elevator reaches the floor is just cherry on top. Poe tells Ip about Frank, who wants to eliminate Ip at all costs for obstructing his plans. Ip confronts Frank in his office, where Frank promises to leave the school alone if Ip can last an entire three-minute fight. Well, it's, it's like, this is what it's call, come down to? It's almost like with Fast and Furious, it's like, you know what, I really hate you, but you don't have to leave the city if we... Uh, have a 10 second 30 second race you know if you beat me in a race then total respect it's like i like you after that it's and so it's kind of like mike tyson and it man have this like utmost respect for each other if they're able to you know fight for three minutes and withstand each other um it's like okay that makes sense i guess so um let me uh Okay, so, um, initially overpowered by Frank's muscle in sheer force, it turns the tide by attacking Frank's lower half. It's kind of like this thing, you know, when, you know, Bruce Lee is thinking in his head what the master said and, you know, uh, you know, attacking, attacking the, uh, I think he was remembering back to Ip Man 2 when he was fighting the, uh, the twister guy. Fighting, I think something that Sam Sammo Hung had said in the second one. You know, you got to attack the ribs, kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, so initially overwhelmed by Frank's muscle and sheer force, it turns the tide by attacking Frank's lower half. They draw. Uh, they fight. They fight to a draw after the three minutes pass. Seemingly impressed, Frank keeps his promise. So before that. They have one of the most impressive uh, sequences when it comes down to... I, I think this was much more better choreographed than the movie was in the end of the second Ip Man when it came down to the boxing western styles. Like, ha! And uh, versus, you know, the, the Wing Chun style, like some of these, some of those. So, um, I, like... Despite how you you feel about Mike Tyson, he is an imposing ass force. Um, I've seen Mike Tyson in person. He's an imposing force, but he's not a very huge guy. You know, he's he's kind of like like low and brooding. But based on this movie, it you would have thought he was probably six foot. Um, I want to say he's probably five five, um, if that. Not not a hundred percent sure, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of this this fight it, like i said it goes alongside with some of the best fights in it man franchise history um and so after this three minutes pass seemingly impressed frank keeps his promise it's like this awkward goodbye it's like all right uh after it's like one of these one of those one of you know, one of those, um, and then like right when, right when everyone's about to, 
uh, right when Mike's about to give uh, a hit on Ip, Ip's about to karate chop him. I think about to do like a mega blow on freaking uh, Mike Tyson's upper neck, like like they were about to do it at the same time, but um, he didn't he didn't get it in time. So yeah, utmost respect. And it's kind of this like awkward. All right, well we'll see you. We'll see you, Mike. We'll we'll see you next time, I guess, or not. And so, Mike Tyson's out of the movie. It's like fuck it. And I was like, okay. And his, Mike Tyson's little girl wants the balloon on the ceiling. Like, oh, we'll get you another one. It's like, what is, what is even going on at this point? So, anyways, uh, Ty. Tai Chi opens his martial arts school with his money he obtained from Ma and claims that Wing Chun is genuine while claims that his Wing Chun is genuine while Ips is not. This whole last part of this movie feels so tacked on and that they needed to have a roundabout Ip uh, come teach this guy a lesson and I don't feel like it's natural at all i i feel like she should have just focused on his wife so um which at one point she's like dying really she's she's in really bad condition and she's like the best thing that you could do for me is practice wing chun for like one of the last couple days of my life and it's like kind of like really that's what you want to be doing you want to watch him practice but on another level i was like yeah i guess that would probably make you feel pretty good the the sound the feel the look so much about uh practicing uh wing chun and in that style with uh the the thing that they practice on i I can't remember what the what the thing they're practicing it on is but uh the the wooden block thing um is cool it's despite uh it not moving and it not being incredibly like fast or anything about it being like popping about it it's not like a a boxing bag that's coming back you like a speed bag like it's like it's all about the form of what you're doing on it um yeah hold on let me see what do you hold on i want to see what you practice a wing chun what do you practice Wing Chun on this might. Uh, hold on. Wing Chun. What is it called? A practice dummy. A flexible Wing Chun dummy. Oh, I guess I figured there would have been an official name. I'm just saying Wing Chun dummy. If you have like an official name to what these are, let me know. Um, yeah, I can't really find anything. A flexible, adjustable Wing Chun dummy, Mook John Chong. Are, are these people, or is that a thing? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, Muk Yong Jong. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that is called. It must just be a wooden dummy of some sort. Um, but anyways, the uh, his his wife wants to watch him practice Wing Chun as uh, one of her last few things that she's doing on this earth. So it's like okay, um, and it's uh. It's a scene that I had mixed feelings about. Like I said, I was like, she doesn't want to do anything else. But it's like, all right, just 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 roll with it. It this movie is always this series has always been about 
the martial arts. It's always been about it, man. This is about her, you know, trying to experience the last few days she has with him. Um, or last little bit of time. So, yeah, it is uh, it is sad seeing his wife deteriorate at that rate. Um, okay, so, and on top of that, Tenchi's talking shit about it. Like, I don't feel that he needed to do this. I, I needed to believe that Tenchi was in a position where he had to talk shit about Ip Man. Like, he, Ip Man could care less about uh, Tenchi's fame and uh, fortune and anything about him. Like, the only reason that he has any... Him being called out by... Ip Man being called out by Tenchi seemed to be, like, the last of his worries. Like, he just wanted to be with his family. He just wanted to be with his wife. Like, he, fighting was not important to him. And um, I don't know why Tenchi would, would, would try to do that. Um, which, again, goes to the motivations of him just maybe wanting, wanting the fame. But I didn't even feel like he needed the wanted the fame that much. Sort of contrived, in my opinion. Um... So Tenchi opens a martial arts school with the money he obtained from Ma and claims that Wing Chun is as genuine is is genuine while Ips is not. He publicly challenges Ip to a battle that will decide who is the true grandmaster of Wing Chun. It's like, are you gonna just defeat everybody? I mean, we did see like a montage of him like building his studio, uh, you know, helping people understand and learn the art of Wing Chun, and he he really does become a master in a in a way. Um, so, however, Ip. Instead, to spend more time with his ailing wife, ashamedly feeling that he has neglected her. And he kind of, he, he hasn't exactly neglected her, he's just been a busy guy. Wanting to dance with his wife, Ip is taught how to dance by Lee, who Ip finally accepts as a student. And we see earlier in this film, uh, you know, Ip's wife wanting to do things... Uh, like dance with Ip and he just isn't there he's too busy doing other things and um which makes it a little bit more satisfying to see that Ip is going out of his way to try to do it at least at the very you know the last hour he can um uh so Tinchi is declared the uh the winner because of Ip's failure to attend but feels unsatisfied um despite being Happy about Ip's decision to accompany her. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Despite being happy about Ip's decision to accompany her, Wing Sing makes arrangements with Tin Chi for another match on her husband's behalf. Like, I didn't feel like this was necessary once again, but let's just keep on going. Uh, correctly guessing that Ip would have attended if not for her deteriorating health. Um, which, sure, like... But there's a whole bunch of things he would probably be doing if she wasn't sick. But I'm sure he would rather be there taking care of you, you know, like, or taking care of his wife. Um, Wing Sing accompanies Ip to a fight where Ip eventually overpowers Ten Chi with a one-inch punch. <laughs> Love that one. Um, and I got to say, the look, another very interesting place to have a fight. I think this was at the dojo that... Um, uh, Ten Chi had opened up, and once again, it's one of the most uh, 
interesting choreographed fights. They start with like I think the big bamboo sticks, and they eventually go. They shift through different types of weapons and styles and stuff like that. And I just fucking love every bit of it. And there's a lot more of the movement and parkour style even through this entire movie. They're moving around. I feel what feels like so much more. Um, and I don't believe we have Sammo Hung um, choreographing these movies anymore at, at this point. I'm not sure. Um, where he went after Ip Man 2. He's still alive from what I can tell. He's only 69. Um, but for some reason I don't see him in Ip Man 2, 3. Sorry, he was in Ip Man 2, wasn't in 3. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to do a little bit more research to figure out if there's anything else about him. Uh, what else do we got? So, Tenchi accepts defeat. And destroys the banner, proclaiming himself to be the Grand Master. Um, it tells him that spending time with their closest ones is more important than competing with others. Which I felt like that he knew that we all knew that way, way, way before this was going on. A closing on-screen text states that Wing Sing passed away in 1960. And that it helped make Wing Chun well known internationally, thus leaving a legacy. And that is Ip Man 3 2015. Let me know what you thought about the review. Let me know how I can improve. Lugadoutpodcast.com. Let me know all that good stuff. Five stars, subscribe, do what you can to help support the podcast. Find us on Twitch. We're live right now on Twitch. Um, but yeah, that was It Man 3. At this point, we just got to do It Man 4 as well. We'll probably continue to do it. We're here live right now if you want to come ask some questions. Um, but yeah, check out all of the Look It All podcast social medias. Check out all of the links. You can go on the website, lookitallpodcast.com. Patreon, get the full review. Patreon.com slash podcast. All that good stuff online, ready for your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening, watching Lucky Dog Podcast. Take it easy. Okay, fire.